At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. That's right. It is odds on with Amal Shot holding in for Mr. Circa over there. And it's wonderful to be with you this afternoon. Want to let you know I'm the host of the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. So if you get a chance to check that out, if you're ever betting on Colorado or Denver sports teams, but Amal Shah, the star of the show, I was told that odds on is the fastest show, not only on VEASAN, but on the internet. Is this correct? Mr. Shaw. It would be correct. By the way, I got to say, I'm impressed. Nine seconds in, and we already got the full plug. Very good timing. Well, I mean, listen, I got to get it in as often <laughs> as possible. I want to keep my job, my friend. You know what I'm saying? So we got a lot to go on this show. We're going to get into some Gronk talk in the Bucks futures, little Pac-12, whole bunch of baseball, too. From what I understand, you're leading this pentathlon. I don't know what a pentathlon is, but I think it's more than like three, right? Because that would be a triathlon. Correct. We got five uh, games, I guess we're picking uh, between now and Thursday. Today we had to pick a favorite and an underdog. Tomorrow is a run line bet. I would have taken a run line today, but I was restricted from doing so. And then on Thursday we have a prop bet. So I'll be taking the no-no hitter uh, so that way I can just get it out of the way. I'll lay the minus no, 7,000 no juice. I just want to. I don't want to lose. I just want to break even. You know, in my neck of the woods, we call that a whale play. Anything <laughs> minus 800 or more, I mean, how can you not tail them all on a minus 7,000? Because not, all you'd have to do is hit, what, 700 straight bets to break even, Correct. Right? And um, just when you, uh, it, from a mathematical standpoint, it might be okay there. But uh, I just look at it, I'm not a big prop better unless it's uh, in football. So we'll see in baseball in terms of what options are available on Thursday. All right. Very good. I got a little prop bet for you later on, but let's get into things. Sure. Talk some National Football League. I guess this is the 18th time Gronk says he's retired, but this time he says even if Tom Brady calls him, he's not coming back into town. And I did a little research, found some stuff on Gronk and Tom Brady without Gronk. And I got to tell you, it's okay, but it's not your typical Tom Brady. He's not throwing for 5,300 yards again. He's probably not throwing for 5,000 without Gronk and Chris Godwin. So I got to get your thoughts on this. Brady's played 140 games without Gronk. Uh, completion percentage, 66%, or with Gronk, I should say. 66% completion percentage, 90, 291 yards passing. That drops to 61% and 261. Listen, I know it's one player, but you also have his safety blanket and Godwin out. Amal, what are you thinking about the future of the Bucks this year? Tom Brady, does this move the needle at all? 
Uh, look, I didn't expect Gronk to come back. I just felt like he had gotten to a point where the wear and tear on his body, what he's had to go through is a little bit different than Tom Brady or other positions because you really do take a beating at the tight end position. You're blocking. You're also getting hit uh, when you come off the line of scrimmage. So a lot of different factors there. But when I look at the NFC South, Holden, I'm just not concerned. Who's the quarterback in New Orleans? That's a big question mark. We know that Atlanta and Carolina are not going to be challengers. They're more concerned about which quarterback they're going to take in 2023. Uh, so that division should be theirs fairly comfortably. In the rest of the NFC, you've got potentially five contenders, maybe six max. And even those aren't what I would call legitimate big-time contenders, probably three contenders between the Rams, the Packers, and themselves. You have Dallas there as well. Uh, and then the 49ers and potentially Minnesota. But I think the NFC is the weakest that's been in a while. Whereas in the AFC, you have 10 potential teams that could make the postseason. Uh, I, I still feel comfortable and confident in Tampa's ability not only to win this division, but to wind up with a one or a two seed in the NFC. Well, if you think they're going to a one or a two seed, you probably think they'll go at least 12 and five, right? So 12 and five, maybe even 13 and four. You look at the odds here, plus 110 yeah. to the over 11 and a half under. It's minus 134. You feel pretty good about that 11 and a half to the over? You know, I would lean towards that simply based on, remember, you're going to get to play the Saints who have had good success under Dennis Allen as their defensive coordinator in the past, now the head coach against Tampa Bay. Sometimes you just match up with certain opponents. Uh, obviously, we know Atlanta is there and Carolina, as I mentioned earlier. So you're looking at potentially 5-1, and one, maybe 6-0 and oh within the division. I know last year they lost both games, but still, different year, different story. Uh, and then can you find six wins in the remaining 11 games? And I think that's a strong possibility that could occur. Okay. I like that. like the train of thought there. You go through the rest of the division. You were talking about the Saints. I mean, this, to me, is still a team with a great defense. Dennis Allen, new head coach. But I've never been a Jameis Winston guy, okay? I just keep hearing every year, oh, the strong arm, deep completions. They're going to be without Alvin Kamara for a chunk of time. He's going to get suspended. Jameis Winston is a guy I've never had faith in whatsoever. And this is a team that a lot of people think can contend in the division. I'm just not there, Amal. So I'm with you. You've got another team where they don't know if Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold is going to be their quarterback. It really is kind of a disaster in that division. I, I would agree with you completely. When I look at the Saints, I think defensively they're still very solid. Cam Jordan a year older. Uh, but, you know, Marcus Davenport has never really delivered on that draft pick that they took him at 12th or 13th when the Saints moved up to get him out of UTSA. Um, the secondary's been pretty solid with Lattimore back there. Demario Davis, I like him at the linebacker position. But overall, I, I'm with you. I, you know, Jameis, to me, I've never seen a player apex uh, in his freshman year and then go downhill from there. I mean, that was basically the pinnacle of his career. And at this point in time, we've not seen a guy that's lived up to Heisman first overall pick type of billing. Uh, maybe he does. I'm not going to write him off just yet, but I, I just don't see it with him. I think he's a pedestrian quarterback. He can help you out at certain times. He can be detrimental to your offense at other times. So for me, I'm not ready to back the New Orleans Saints. Um, I think this division is weak. And if he doesn't flourish this year with Michael Thomas uh, healthy and then Chris Olave, their first-round pick, I'm not sure when he's going to be able to do so. Also, Jarvis Landry in the mix down there as well. Now, great point. And if you want to bet they're under eight and a half wins, it's only minus 125. Juice the over on over eight and a half at plus 103. But I look at Jameis like this, Amal. Every year we talk about him, again, strong arm. I just go back to even college. He's a, he makes bad decisions. And it's not just off of the field. He makes bad decisions on the field. He's completely turnover prone. Hasn't been able to hold on to the ball. Throws a lot of interceptions. So I look at the Saints here, and I'm with you. A, a lot of people bullish on them. I am not. I'm not going to be one of those guys. I think a 9-8 and eight season would be a successful season, at least from my standpoint. Obviously, not for them. They have their sights set much, much higher. And then the Falcons. I mean, if you want to bet, the least amount of wins in the NFL this year, you're getting them at four to one. I don't like that. I, I think the odds are too low. If I'm placing three bets, I don't want to bet a four to one, but in Atlanta, I think this could be the worst team in the national football league. I, I tend to agree with you. I think they're one of the contenders. I think Jacksonville and Houston are slightly improved this year, but I think you look at the Falcons. Look, I was a big Marcus Mariota fan, not necessarily as a player, but as a person when he came out of the university of Oregon um, he's just not a guy that I believe is a starting quarterback in the National Football League. I love the way the Raiders utilized him, taking advantage of his speed and situational spots. The accuracy is not there. And I think so many times, you know, I was talking to someone yesterday about Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. We were talking about Bryce Young's too small, C.J. Stroud. 
you know, these guys are so wide open. And I think that was the issue with Marcus Mariota. Guys at Oregon were wide open uh, when he played there, when they went to the national championship in 2014 under Mark Helfrich. Uh, I just don't see him being able to convert that. Now, you've got some decent playmakers there. But remember, they're going to be without Calvin Ridley, who's suspended for the season. Um, this is an interesting, they dra- I took Drake London, who I love out of USC, probably the toughest guy in the draft last year. Uh, and then of course you've got, uh, the big tight end that they had Kyle Pitts. So we'll see what they're able to do. I just don't think they have the consistency on the offensive running game, the offensive line, and then defensively. I mean, these guys were a complete sieve. <laughs> that, yeah. That team is a complete sieve. Yeah. And now you take Matt Ryan out of the equation. You just mentioned it. Mariota, not a starting quarterback. And often injured, too. You can't yeah. predict injuries, but I'll look at his past. I'll predict the future. He ain't playing 17 games. I'd be shocked if he got double-digit games, Maul. I, w- I would agree with you there. I think he's one of those guys that you look at and say, I, I just don't see a scenario where he's going to be able to play the entirety of the season. And unfortunately for certain players, they're injury-prone. I don't like to use that word, but it's applicable in, in many instances. You mentioned the NFC, so let me look at the odds real quick. Mm-hmm. Plus 333 for the Bucks to win it. They're still the favorites in the NFC. So you mentioned them. What are some of the other teams that would be in the mix? Maybe the Packers, the Rams at plus 333. Is that a bet you're willing to at least consider, even with the news with Gronk? Yeah, I think the Packers would be a team that intrigues me more. Even though the Vikings, if you look at the NFC North and the NFC South, the Vikings are probably the third best team in in those two combined divisions. They have the potential to step up, but I just don't think Kirk Cousins is that guy. Jefferson's outstanding on the outside. Uh, of course, Adam Thielen as well. Dalvin Cook, a complete running back. Uh, but to me, the big thing is when you look at this team, uh, they're just inconsistent. You need quarterback playing today's NFL. And we see it with the Buccaneers. We see it with the Packers. The Rams are another team that I think you have to look at. I thought they were fortunate last year. And hold on, I was on the Rams well before the season started when they made the trade to win the NFC. And I thought it was more fortuitous than it was an actual correct call. I I thought it worked out very well that the Packers got bounced by the 49ers and they didn't have to go to Lambeau Field because I don't believe the Rams would have won up at Lambeau, but we'll never know. San Francisco remains to be seen. I just don't think they've got the quarterback play. Dallas, again, Dak Prescott to me is not a guy that's consistent enough. And I have to be honest with you, I wouldn't want Mike McCarthy coaching a sixth grade football team. I mean, it's sick. come on. Yeah, that's a little excessive, Amal. These kids are very impressionable. Sixth grade, anything from college up, though, I'm with you. The time has passed Mike McCarthy by big time. The time right, has passed, next, pa- passed yeah. him before he started. I mean, he, had, he, he did all right with the Packers. It's, Two, come I, on, man. 2008, 2008 Minnesota. He plays for a 50-plus yard field goal down two. Aaron Rodgers got the ball. Full complement of timeouts. Minnesota's got one timeout. They miss a 53-yard field goal with Mason Crosby. That's That day, right then and there, I knew this guy couldn't coach. All right, I'm going to get in trouble if I don't do this read. So let me do this, Amal. <laughs> VEASAN Summer Special is here. For 19 bucks. you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now until the end of July. Sign up today. You'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, USC, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience with features, a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up right now at vsin.com backslash summer. He's them all. I'm holding. We come back. What's going on with the Pac 12, the Big 12, and especially the Pac 12 again? Odds on on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And this edition of Odds On is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke free, they're spit free, they're available in 10 varieties. And they come in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit zen.com slash find. Locate a store near you, that's zyn.com slash find. And warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. And welcome back to Odds On. My name is Holden Kushner, in for Mike. You know Amal. Amal was begging me to tell you what I do, so I'll just tell you again. Host of the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers, a local Denver and Colorado pod. Hey, if you're betting on the Rockies, the Broncos, uh, CU football, they'll probably lose a lot. Check the podcast out. It'll be wonderful. Amal, you are a huge college football fan. True or false? That is correct. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I mean, I'm fascinated by this whole Pac-12 USC, UCLA leading for the Big Ten. What is now the future, the rest of the Pac-12? Do they merge into the Big 12? Is the ACC in here? So the first thing I want to ask you is, how does this affect the Pac-12 going forward? The the biggest market is out. Can the Pac-12 survive? I don't really think they can. When you look at a USC as a staple in football, I know Oregon's been good the last decade plus, but the reality of it is USC is the flagship program in football, and then, of course, in basketball, it's UCLA. To lose those two teams plus the number two market, uh, I think it's going to be a big blow. I also think you'll see a larger imprint from a lot of Big Ten teams in terms of recruiting now. You know, the Big Ten Network has its own channel. The Pac-12 Network, maybe someday, by the time DirecTV's out of business, will be on their on their feed. And so I, I think it's only going to hurt them. When you look at some of these schools out there, you know, uh, Washington State, Oregon State, nobody's really lining up to take these guys into their leagues small TV markets, smaller uh, populace is to draw upon. So I think it's going to be a real challenge for this league to survive going forward. There are some interesting markets, though, when you talk about TV, because that's really what a lot of these things have to do about money, the television. Washington, you get Seattle, big town. Uh, Here in Denver, the whole state of Colorado, you got CU. What do you see happening with Washington and CU? Do they merge just into the Big 12 naturally? Is there another logical place for those two schools. Yeah, uh, you know, to me, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that. Uh, potentially, they were talking about the Big 12, which Colorado would make sense. Remember, they were in the Big 8 previously, so that would be a natural fit for them. Utah would be, I think, a pretty good fit there as well. Uh, but uh, I don't know. And by the way, you know, the Big Ten already has Rutgers, so, and so I don't know if they necessarily need CU football, but it would be close enough, just uh, not quite as big of a market as the Rutgers market. Okay, so then we get into... The actual Pac-12, because USC is going to be there this year. UCLA is going to be there. USC, the favorites here, I think at what, two to one? And all about a new head coach and all about transfers. You know, Lincoln Riley comes over. It seems like they have flipped the script very quickly. Caleb Williams followed Riley from OU. Jordan Addison, Blitnikoff a winner. Uh, He transferred from Pitt to USC. This team is loaded. What's the impact of Lincoln Riley? Well, I think it's going to be good from an offensive standpoint, but the one thing, Holden, you have to look at with Lincoln Riley, there's two major deficiencies with him. This is a guy that had two number one overall picks and two first round, I'm sorry, Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks. Here's the thing. They never could stop anybody. 
And when you look at the line play for them, that's always been a weakness, offensive line, defensive line. I don't think it's going to improve that much under Lincoln Riley. They, they basically recruit seven-on-seven seven type of guys. Well, you know, the problem is the offensive lines make you good and makes you win championships. And I don't know if they've got that. Look, I get the uh, excitement around Caleb Williams. Thought he had that great game in the Texas OU game. But, you know, they also struggled against Kansas. Not picking on your alma mater. But the reality of it is when you're going into Lawrence, that, that's like a road homecoming game you're playing. I mean, you should be able to win that one fairly comfortably. It remains to be seen how effective this team is. Um, you know, Caleb had a great year, 21 picks. I'm sorry, 21 touchdowns, four picks. But I want to see how this team is defensively. I just don't think they're ready to compete physically with the Utes. Um, USC, I don't think should be the favorite in this league. I think it should be Utah with Cameron rising back under center for them. And they've got to go to Salt Lake on October 15th. Yeah, I like that they brought back five of their top six pass casters to them all. So you look at them at plus 260. That's an interesting take. So what they give up about 32 points per game last year, USC, yeah. and you're asking a new head coach to just poof, you know, magically change things around. Get a little deeper with me on Utah winning the South three out of four years. Just how good is this team on the national stage? Because it sounds like you like them in the conference. I think they got a great shot to make the college football playoff. I think they're going to win in town, excuse me, in um, Gainesville, the opening weekend. Uh, if, if keep a name, an eye to keep an eye out, excuse me, to keep an eye out for Clark Phillips, the DB at um, Utah. Terrific sophomore player. A lot of people may not be familiar with him. He's outstanding. I mentioned Cam Rising. Uh, this is going to be a team that's very dangerous. Uh, Tavion Thomas back uh, at the tailback position for this team. Pay attention there. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch. They're always good on the lines. We've always seen that. That's kind of a trademark of Kyle Whittingham. Now, they've struggled the last few years in the bowl games, which is a bit surprising considering how well Whittingham generally does in bowl games. But I equate the fact that they lost last year to Ohio State as being the following. You lost to a potential first overall pick at the quarterback position, probably the first wide receiver taken in Jackson Smith and Jigba. And you've got other stars at Ohio State in terms of the wide receiver position. So no shame for Utah there. Uh, this team can do a lot of things offensively. They've gotten better as the season progressed. I, I think they're going to be a dangerous, dangerous team. A lot of momentum going in a positive direction for them this year. I like this team a lot. I think they're going to be really dangerous in the league play. They open at Florida. They navigate that game. Then they get the Aztecs in a revenge game that they lost last year in overtime in San Diego. Um, they should be, in my opinion, undefeated going into that game on the 15th against USC, probably a game day game in Salt Lake. And the Trojans should open up with a strong start as well because their schedule is not too challenging. Any other teams you would at least consider placing a futures on, whether it be Chip Kelly, USC, eight and four. Obviously, Darian Thompson uh, Robinson is out there. And Oregon. I mean, they got Dan Lighting. Uh, we're, we're not going to take Oregon. I'm just going to bring them up. <laughs> right? <laughs> Oregon, Colorado. Uh, these teams on the bottom end there. Can you talk about the bad teams and any other that you would consider placing a futures on besides for Utah? I would look at Oregon because they're going to come out of the North pretty easily. You look at Stanford. This is a down program right now. Washington State, Jaden Delora transfers out of there. You lose a good starting quarterback there. Uh, Justin Wilcox's offense at Cal couldn't get out of their own way for the last several years. He's fortunate enough to be able to still be a coach there at this point in time. Uh, Oregon State was much improved under Jonathan Smith. But I'm not going to buy this team this year. They lose Jamar Jefferson, the tailback, who was outstanding for them. For me, the thing is with Oregon, they would have to win that one game, which is the Pac-12 championship game. They got out physical to manhandled by Utah. I don't see much changing. Dan Lanning's doing a great job so far in the recruiting area. He gets this uh, big-time uh, quarterback recruit, Dante Moore, out of uh, Michigan, who the Wolverines thought they were going to land. But that's still in the future. When you look present day... Uh, they open at Georgia, which is going to be in Atlanta, actually, pseudo-neutral site. By the way, who the hell defines this neutral site when it's 45 minutes from the Athens campus and every alum for UGA is in that area right there? Um, so you look at they've got to play BYU, but those are all non-conference games. After that, the schedule is very manageable. I think they've got a great shot to come out of the Pac-12 North. Uh, you've got Bo Nix, the Auburn transfer under center there. This is going to be interesting in terms of how this thing plays out in terms of who the starting quarterback could be there. Also, Ty Thompson, big-time recruit. He's on campus. He was a redshirt last year. How effective is he going to be? So I think Oregon's a team you got to pay attention to. You mentioned the Bruins, DTR back under center. If he can improve his accuracy, I think he's probably the best improvisational quarterback in college football when the pocket breaks down. Not necessarily in terms of his accuracy or throwing the ball, but getting out of things, he, he is Houdini-like skills. He's a fun guy to watch. Very tough because the UCLA offensive line at times was inconsistent. Um, I think they're going to be a team you have to pay attention to. 
And from in terms of other teams, Colorado, this is a team that's going to struggle to win three, four games this year. Um, I was never a big fan of the Carl Durrell hire. He just doesn't have the personality. Does Carl Durrell look like a guy who could sell water to a guy who just crawled across the Gobi? I don't think so. And to me, he's not a guy that people are lining up to play for. You need the old, like, Rick Neuheisel in there, a guy that's going to go in and win the living room and bring in players. CU's had great tradition. I don't know if you're from the Colorado area, uh, Holden, but – I can tell you this, this is a program, you go back to Bill McCartney, then to uh, Rick Neuheisel. You know, this is a program that's had Rashawn Salam win a Heisman, number one rankings in college football. Where they are at right now is an absolute disgrace to where they once were. I'm older than I look, man. I remember Colorado in the Big Eight, Cordell yeah. Stewart, Absolutely. you know, going up against Kansas teams. We both had good teams back then. It was spectacular. But Colorado... If, if it wasn't for the minus 135 juice, I would hammer the under three and a half. This is just an awful team, an absolute debacle they're going to have there. They're not. Maybe they're not the worst team in the conference. Maybe it's Arizona. Maybe it's Arizona. But ultimately, just bad, bad things going on with the Colorado program. And Colorado State, I think, is going to be a better program in the near term than the Buffs will be in the long term. All right, let me let you know about VEASAN broadcasting live from the NBA Summer League right now through the July 17th. Catch the edge with Jonathan Van Tobel, Von Tobel, I should say. Sorry, JVT. And Matt Humans, 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific, live from the NBA Summer League every weekday. We'll also have special guests, exclusive content, live updates throughout VEASAN shows. For more, follow us at VEASAN Live on Twitter and at VEASAN Live on YouTube. Next on Odds On with Amal Shaw and myself, Holden Kushner, today... Let's talk some best bets in baseball. There's a pentathlon going on for them all. A lot of pressure on him. What are his picks today? We'll find out next on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Oh, we got our first ever baseball betting pentathlon here at VEASAN. Amal Shah let me know that a pentathlon is five picks, or at least five days. Every show, every show, and baseball analysts will be making five baseball bets throughout the week that determine who at VEASAN is the best at betting in baseball. Today, we have to make two bets. We got to bet a favorite and a dog. Follow us at VEASAN Live for daily updates on who's leading. The winner will be announced Friday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Follow the Money. And welcome back to Odds On. Holden Kushner with you in for Mike. And then Amal is on the other side, as always. And Amal, how vicious has this gotten? Is there any trash talking, um, any physical threats? How seriously are you guys taking this? In terms of what I could say, but I can tell you right now, if they allowed me to be me, this thing would have been done and dusted a long time ago. Oh, Amal. Uh, you know what? I like the attitude. Just get it over with. You are in first place right now, though. Uh, and there's a lot of pressure. I got, no, there's no pressure. I'm not that concerned. Not. I, a lot listen, of pressure. Uh, no, no pressure. Listen, everybody did pretty good last night, actually, overall, right? The uh, White Sox easy winner on the total over. Uh, several games come through on the under, so it worked out pretty well. Hopefully it uh, works out just as well today. I didn't realize actually we wound up with a day one overall record of six and six, but um, I thought it was a little bit better than that, but obviously I was mistaken. Well, you're going to be okay, Mal. You said there was no pressure, so I, I, I think you're going to run away with this thing. One live game that I want to get to real yeah. quick, then we're going to get into your bets. Cleveland leading the White Sox, four zip, bottom of the fifth inning, Tony Larusa. I mean, how can Tony LaRusa La not be on the very hot seat at this point? What a debacle this organization has become. Also, uh, I don't know how many years it's been. Disco demolition night. I know a lot of White Sox fans are celebrating that tonight as you go back in time. So uh, wonderful things going on with the White Sox. Cleveland on top. couple RBIs here. Two-run single for Jose Ramirez. And that's our one game in progress. So for the pentathlon tonight, Amal Shah. Talk to me here. What is bet number one this evening? By the way, you referenced Disco Demolition Night from Chicago. Very good reference point. I got to tell you, the greatest night in baseball history has to be Tensite Beer Night in Cleveland. If you're not familiar with that, check that one out. That's one of the greats of all time. People were on the field. They stole Jeff Burroughs, former American League MVP's hat. It was absolutely mayhem there. 
Um, yeah, today, going to go with a couple of plays. Let's start with the favorite. Going with the Atlanta Braves. Now, for me, Holden, normally this would be a run line play, but we are not in the position to do that. So I'm going to lay the juice, a heavy, heavy juice here. I'm not a big fan of laying over 140 to 150 in Major League Baseball. But I'm going to go with Strider tonight against Peterson and the Metropolitans. Atlanta's played very well at home. Yesterday, it was all Max Scherzer. Seven innings, three hits, one earned run. Dominant. I mean, he has been outstanding since he's returned. But I think the Braves get back on track here. They've got the better offense. They've been playing extremely well. And I like the starting pitcher with Strider tonight. And then going to go with the dog of the Detroit Tigers going up against the Kansas City Royals here. Royals get the better of them yesterday. But these two teams met a couple of weeks ago in Can- Excuse me, in Detroit in a similar matchup here uh, between these two teams uh, with Bo Brisky on the mound against Chris uh, Bubik in this one. Uh, to me, when you look at it, this Tigers team has played a little bit better. That They had that four-game sweep, but I like the fact they're now on a four-game losing streak. Holden, I'm a big fan of teams, generally when they're good, not a team like Detroit who's not particularly strong. When they're on a losing streak to get things turned around, I like the Tigers in this one. I took them uh, in this uh, play here as the underdog. I would look at them at the reverse run line minus a run and a half. I think they've got a great opportunity to be able to win this game and win by more than one run. You know, if you look at it, a lot of people are always afraid of the run line. I get people telling me all the time, well, I don't want to lay a run and a half because they remember the few times that they lose on it. But if you look at it, the Dodgers so far this year, 55 wins, or I think it's 56 wins now, 50 by two runs or more. Now, everybody doesn't have that same type of pedigree or track record that the Dodgers have. But still, good opportunities to be able to take teams laying a run and a half. And I would do that tonight with the Tigers as well. Yeah, that's fascinating. Like the Dodgers are the best team on the run line, aren't they? By a mile. By a mile. Like every time I look at it. I'm not a big run line guy, but you just explained the opposite side of things. And then you talked about why you can get away with the run line. But I'll tell you this, and I'm not part of the pentathlon. I'm not in shape for that. But I will say you and I are kind of on the same side here with the Braves and the Mets, because it was one of the first games I looked at this morning. Um, The the money line minus 205 way out of my range. And you said between 140, 150 was your juice threshold in baseball. I'd say just about any sport for me, 130. I get uncomfortable at 135. I'll bet a 135 once in a while, but I got to feel really strong about this. I did find Atlanta first five minus a bucket a quarter. So Spencer Strider, and I got to feel like this is a big part of, of your handicapping process here. One run over his last 18 innings, three starts. Kid has just been remarkable. You also shift over to the Atlanta side. They mash left-handed pitching. They're fourth in OPS and fifth in WRC plus against left-handed pitching. So I completely see where you are. And while David Peterson has shown some hope, I just think this is a bad matchup on both sides for the New York Mets. I, so, I would, Maul? Go yeah. ahead, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm no, no, no. Well, I, I, I'm just going to say, Amal, listen, you got a team that crushes lefties and you got a young pitcher that has just been stymieing the opposition. It sets up for a good night. Yeah, absolutely right. And this number on the overnight was a 180. Now has jumped up 25 cents. Really doesn't come as much of a surprise. Division opponent, obviously an opportunity to gain ground if you're Atlanta, but I like them to bounce back. I like teams in home situations coming off a loss. Giants, to me, are too high of a price tonight uh, in this matchup against Arizona, but they had an opportunity last night. Bases loaded, couldn't come through there. Uh, Brandon Crawford bounces into it. I mean, by inches, a double play. Uh, if he's got, if he's just you know a millimeter uh, quicker to the bag, he, they they have a tie game there. So uh, I, I like teams to be able to bounce back in certain situations. Colorado was another team I was looking at today, but I didn't like Austin Gomber on the bump against Mike Clevenger. Uh, Rockies had a chance last night, couldn't come through with CJ Crone at the dish. He grounds out to second base to end that game last night. So. For me, uh, Holden, I, I like teams at home where I think they're capable of beating an opponent, and I think it's the situation here with the Braves. So I got one other bet. Get your thoughts on that. And then I want to talk about the Dodgers-Cardinals because that, to me, is going to be a fascinating series. But I've got a Josh Donaldson home run tonight. And when you're looking at player props, you look at a baseball, you got to check the weather out. we got mid-80s. we got the wind blowing out to left field. we got a right-handed pitcher. You got, a, you got a right-handed hitter. It's reverse splits for Donaldson. He loves hitting off the righties. And then you add into the fact that the guy's been hitting the ball pretty well at plus 320. I threw a little sprinkle in there, Amal. I just think Josh Donaldson in a pretty good spot tonight. But the other game, I wanted to get your thoughts on here because I was contemplating betting it. The Dodgers have won seven straight in 11 of 12. And now they go out and they got to face the St. Louis Cardinals. Mitch White. 
on the mound. Uh, I'm a Mitch White guy. You'll see him probably go, what, maybe four or five innings, though. They really don't want to stretch him out too far. And Matthew Libertor, a lefty, where the Dodgers, I think, could come in here and really do some damage. So my question for you, what about the run line tonight for the Dodgers minus one and a half at even money. Would you consider that? Yeah, absolutely would. You made a lot of compelling arguments for this uh, Dodgers team. They played really well. They had a 10 and one homestand that they're just coming off of day in between. And the reason I bring that up is now your rotation is fresh. Remember they got rocked on Sunday by the Cubs offense. They still won the game, covered the run line, even though they gave up nine runs and trailed eight to three in that game. Cardinals last night, get a good pitching performance out of Nicholas in that one against, uh, uh, Yep. excuse me, uh, Nola on the mound for the Phillies there. But to me, their bullpen's been a little bit taxed, uh, more so than you would want. And the Cardinals have been struggling to score of late. Now, yesterday they get a couple of solo homers uh, in that game, so they were effective. But I, I would look at the Dodgers here on the run line. Um, initially, I was considering taking the Cardinals at plus 135. But to your point, you know, I was looking at some of the other numbers, and I'm like, this Dodgers team, they don't hit lefties well, but they can crush right-handers. And I think the way they're going right now offensively, it's going to be a challenge for St. Louis because the Cardinals offensively have just been anemic the last several games. Yeah, and I'm just I'm looking at Libertor. He allows a lot of base runners. Yeah. A 174 whip walks and hits an innings pitched. I mean, that is astronomical for a starter. So again, I'm not a big run run line guy. Um, I actually want to talk to you a little bit more about this. We don't have time. We're running out of time here. Why but, not? We got a minute. Go ahead. All right, give me it. Come on. Run line. Why the run line? Is it just because of the juice or you're confident they're just going to blow them out this evening? No, it's not about blowing them out. Look at, go through, go to, if you, if you want to find out more, go to MLB expand, expanded standings, whether it's on ESPN, baseball reference, wherever, and look at one run, one run games in baseball. The best team's going to win five out of eight and the worst team's going to probably win three out of eight. And the reality of it is we sit there and have this perception that the games are four, three, five, four. But so many of those games don't turn out that way. And let's say, for example, you picked a team like the Marlins yesterday, favored at home. They lose the game. Uh, and they end up losing the game 5-1. to one. So even if you lay the run and a half, and if you lose the game, you're saving money on the juice. And the long term, if you do the math on it, it's far better and supports it much more to lay the run and a half when you look at teams in terms of their record in one-run games. I mean, so far this year in Major League Baseball, you've got the Yankees. They've won 61 games. They've won 18 games by one run. So think about this real quick. They've won 43 of their 61 games by more than two runs. You're looking at nearly a 70% clip right there. It's it just justified in the sense that you're going to win a lot more games by more than a single run than you think. And I'm not always afraid of it, but there you go. You throw numbers at you, and that confirms a lot. Next on Odds On, we'll come back. Who's going to lead the league in passing? Yeah, we'll talk about it. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Swing for the fences on Bet Rivers online sportsbook this week when you make a first-time deposit using code Derby on the baseball home run derby. Signing up has never been easier. Sign up with the Bet Rivers online sportsbook app or visit betrivers.com. Deposit $100 to receive a free Bet Rivers bet for a home run hit, or deposit $250 and get the total home runs for the entire derby as a free Bet Rivers bet. This offer is valid through July 11th through July 18th, so download the Bet Rivers online sportsbook app today and use code DERBY when you make a first-time deposit. Visit BetRivers.com to see all the latest odds, boost, and promotions running this baseball season. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers. All right, welcome into Odds On. My name is Holden Kushner, and for Mike, I'm with the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. All we do is talk about betting uh, local sports, Colorado and Denver. And then the big ones like the home run derby. We'll definitely get into that. Amal, I don't know if you've been to one, but I was with MLB Network Radio for years. So I go every single year. I would say my favorite one, Josh Hamilton hitting like 800 yeah. home runs, and then Justin Moore, Morneau beating him in the finals. My second favorite one was last year. I took my kids to go see Otani-san here in Denver. I am one of the people that actually still enjoys the home run derby. Where are you standing on this? Well, I'm not going to live forever, so I'm not going to dedicate any time to it. Oh, Amal, <laughs> just hurting my heart. You, uh, listen, you really I'm glad you took your kids. I know they would enjoy it, but I, I have to be yeah. honest with you. I said that I love those three days between uh, when the Sunday season ends and then they start again on Thursday. Nothing going on. It's beautiful. What do you do? I mean, do you, do you just stay at home, lock yourself in the house? What, what's going on no, in the no, shopping? I'm, I'm out. I, I mean go out there's a lot more you know Vegas is a great town a lot of things to do here so but it don't have to follow baseball for three days so it's great I see you rolling your eyes I'm, I'm sorry we you know we all can't be up in Cherry Creek living life there buddy well you're, you're right <laughs> I lived in Vegas for a year it was it was it was something that's all I'll say um, well, you, li- you, know. you, you lived out in you know in the sticks you were telling me so that's Summerlin that's, come on again I, I stand by my reference point well, he's got a lot of just uh, just little little needles. He'll pin you to death, and, and I like where it's going here, Amal. Good thing we only have about eight minutes left because you can't put me in a coffin yet. Hey, I knew you had a into- sense of humor. That was one of the reasons I was looking forward to working with you today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I actually love it when people bust me. I'm, I'm not even kidding. I, I find it kind of funny, and, you know, if I'm nice to you, only nice to you, and not busting your chops, that means I probably don't like you, Amal. So uh, we'll go there. NFL. I've been talking a lot about these futures. I want to get your thoughts on one thing Mm -hmm. completely out of left field, though. I don't bet running back futures. I hear, oh, Jonathan Taylor is going to win the the rushing award. It's Derrick Henry last year. It was just a complete joke. I don't bet rushing prop leaders just because of the injury attrition rate. I'll do it with quarterbacks. I'll do it with wide receivers. Do you, A, do you bet a lot of these futures preseason? And B, where would you stand on betting a rushing champ? Because again, for me, it's a complete stay away. I, I would agree with you on all fronts. I'm not a big prop bet futures uh, better. I like season win totals on certain teams, more at the collegiate level than at the NFL level. But if I see something I like, uh, you know, last year the Rams were 10 to 1 to win uh, the NFC at the time. You could have gotten them at some pretty good odds. Uh, also for me, I, I like teams to win, particularly, I like Baltimore this year in the AFC don't have a team I'm overwhelmed with in the NFC, but we look at these most rushing yards, Jonathan Taylor, plus four fifty, Henry, six fifty, Chubb, 10 to one cook, 10 to one Najee at, uh, 14 to one. I'm just not enamored by anybody. There could be so many different guys that step up. Uh, I'm just not going to take a shot there with any of these guys right now. Yeah, and if you remember last year, it was all about Derrick Henry. Right. If people just run, with, oh, let me bet Derrick Henry, it's a shoe-in. No, it's not. You know, the guy had like 800 touches over the previous two seasons. Jonathan Taylor's a young guy. He's coming off a 400-touch season. Yeah. So good good luck. If you win that, please let me know because it's a bet I'm staying as far away from as possible. 
I, I tend to agree with you. You know, I know we're going to get into potentially passing yardage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not one like I'm, I'm thrilled with. Just because so, there's so many variables involved. If you have a, do- a team that's dominant, people might think on the surface, well, you're going to be throwing for a lot of yardage. That's not necessarily the case because when you have a lead with seven minutes to go, you're going to be playing the clock. You're going to be handing it off. You're not going to be taking those deep shots. I actually like teams that are potentially going to be trailing. Your quarterback's going to have an opportunity to get 75 yards on one drive alone, just moving the ball down the field. And you sit there and think, what's 75 yards? Well, when you get into these finite numbers at the end, those drives of 75 yards, if you can get a few of those freebies, it helps you immensely. No question. Now, when you're looking at passing futures, sports odds history, pretty cool site too. We've been getting out all these great sites today. Uh, Last 13 passing yards leaders, 11 have had odds between plus 200 and plus a thousand. So that kind of takes a whole bunch of guys out of the mix. The favorite is Justin Herbert. Now you're getting six and a half, seven to one on this guy. My only issue with him, and he's been terrific. I mean, he's thrown for the most passing yards in his first two NFL seasons in the history of the game. I mean, we're talking 9,350 yards, but there you go. This Chargers team went out and did what? They addressed the defense, Khalil Mack. They just revamped a lot of that defensive side of the ball. Would that keep you off of Justin Herbert given it's possible that this team is not in trailing game scripts as much. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a crucial factor. And you also look at, you brought up a good point. This team defensively had some issues, even though they've got uh, Bosa and Derwin James. Uh, they're just, they just haven't been particularly strong. And I thought it kind of allowed this offense to be able to flourish in situations where you normally may not have. You know, you look at that game against the Raiders last year. He throws for 383 in the final game. They lose to Houston. He throws for 336. They lose to Kansas City in overtime. Not a particularly strong game at 236, but the Cincinnati game, 317. The Pittsburgh game, 41-37, 382 yards. So, so much of this is dictated by how well your defense performs. And I think you bring up a really good point. This should be an improved defense with Khalil Mack on the opposite end of Joey Bosa. This is going to be a team that I think really takes a stride forward on defense. So Derek Carr last year, 4,800 yards. Mm-hmm. Defensively, I think they're a train wreck. I know they tried to address it, right. but the big thing here is Devontae Adams coming into town. And for a guy that threw for 4,800 yards, you know he's up there for the passing leaders. Now, if I'm going to attack this prop, I'd rather just go over 4,300 and a half yards. You know, that to me is, and we're not getting... Five to one, six to one, seven to one, eight to one, nine to one, ten to one. But we are getting a prop here where I feel really comfortable at 4,300 yards. But what about the Raiders setting up defensively? The new target, the old targets with Waller and Renfro and and Derek Carr possibly leading the NFL in passing yards. Yeah, I would not take Derek Carr to lead the league in passing. Look, the reality is he got up to a fast start in the first three weeks of the season. He throws for 435, 382, and 386 in the first three games. After that, you know, his high watermark was 341 in week six against the Denver Broncos. Uh, I'm sorry, against Dallas at 373. But I I just don't think he's necessarily going to put up those same types of numbers. I like your point on the 4,300 yards. You look at his last um, several games in the regular season, the last six games, 186, 255, 201, 236, and 263, and and 249. None of those exceeded 300 yards. Uh, None even exceeded 265. So, a big drop-off in terms of what he was able to do trying to throw the football. Uh, but they were winning those games, and I think that's what the key element is. How many games do you think a team's going to win? If you think a team's going to win six, seven games, I think you're going to have a quarterback that's more likely to be efficient and effective throwing the ball for yardage, not necessarily gaining points and other things, but you're going to put up some yard stats. Um, they do add Chandler Jones, who I think has been criminally underrated for the last half a decade or better in Arizona and New England. Um, you mentioned Adams coming over with the trio now of Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Darren Waller. This team becomes extremely dangerous on the offensive end, and I think Josh jo- um, Josh Jacobs is an underrated running back. Yeah, and they added to that room, too. They added a whole bunch to that room, including Brandon Bolden, believe it or not. I couldn't believe he was in camp with them. Last guy to talk about, Joe Burrow. Yeah. Led the league in yards per attempt, 8.87. That's probably going to regress, even if it's at 7.5, though. Here's a guy. I still have some questions defensively about them. Yep. Plus, I think it's the best wide receiver room in the game with Chase, Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Don't forget he uses his tight ends, too, and he could dump down to Mixon. Thoughts on Burrow at 9-1, to Amon? I think Burrow's a good long shot uh, when you look at it. He's a guy that could really have an impact simply because 
Jamar Chase run after catch is unbelievable. Go back to that Baltimore game. Just takes a quick uh, go route, go 75. I mean, you know, he's a guy that can have a tremendous impact on the outside. Burrow throws the ball with accuracy. Uh, he's got toughness to him. I expect him to be able to play all 17 games. Um, you know, the reason why a guy like Mahomes, well, this year the division's much more competitive, but let's say Josh Allen. The reason why I don't think Allen's a great bet is Buffalo could potentially have home field advantage and the division wrapped up when you go into week 17 and he doesn't play. Now, all of a sudden, you've just lost, you know, a potential opportunity about almost 6.5% in terms of yardage total if you were to equate it to what you see over 17 games as opposed to 16 games. So just something to consider if you're making a bet on most passing yardage. Yeah, and the guy is also like in the bottom 40 percentile and passing completion percentage. Yeah. So I think that's another thing you add in. I like that take on Josh Allen. We agreed too much today. Maybe if we work again, we could disagree the whole time. It'll make for a lot more fun for all of us. But Amal, it really was great work with you. Thanks for the time today. It was absolutely terrific. I really enjoyed it. Good luck at the pentathlon, my friend. I hope you take it down. Thank you. I'm going to need it, uh, especially when you're back in the Tigers in a game. You know, it's, I don't know what's worse, actually, actually watching a Royals-Tigers game or actually betting on it. No, watching it. I would yeah, agree. That's when you place the bet and you wake up in the morning and just go, okay, this is what happened. For Amal, my name's Holden Kushner. Thanks to Britton and Mike behind the scenes here. And thanks for checking out Odds On on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.